I tried to talk to somebody about the OOD loop the other day uh-huh. on their Facebook. Um, oh, they had said yeah, something. I don't know what it was. So I posted the OOD loop, and then m- the response that I got was, have you become an old, senile man that doesn't know what he's posting, and he just randomly posts things now? Well, have you? No. Okay. Well, I mean, it I mean actually, it's a valid question. It I, I don't I don't know what it has to do with the OOD loop, but... but because I posted it, question. I had posted it, and he's just like, "What is this? I, I have no idea." I tried to post the Wikipedia link to the Dunning Kruger effect for somebody who was spouting off like they were an expert, and they obviously knew nothing about this. Happened to be guns, of course, uh, and all it kept putting was the link to like Dunning Ireland or something <laughs> in the Wikipedia because there's a dash there, and Facebook didn't see the dash. So Facebook was like it was it was terrible. I had to just delete my whole thing. I was it didn't work. Well, I mean, I wanted to delete it, but the whole point of the exercise was mm-hmm. to actually see that I don't think he read anything. No, he read just it. saw that and was like, "What yeah. is this? This doesn't make any sense." Well, speaking of not mm-hmm. making any sense, there's something called the Dunning Kruger effect, and and I would welcome you guys to go to Wikipedia and Google it, wiki it, look it up, and. And what the Dunning-Kruger effect is... Why don't you just write a blog article over it? Everybody likes those. I will. Speaking of which, there are a lot of blog articles. Okay, yeah. I'm going to write a blog article on it, so go read the blog. So, uh, the next thing we've got lined up No, no. We can still talk about it. Let's still talk uh, about it. No, I will. I'll write a little bit about the Dunning-Kruger effect. But basically, in a nutshell, it's, um, it's a cognitive bias, whereas experts... No, uh... People who are not experts in their field, who have who have just a little bit of knowledge in their field, feel feel that they have a lot of knowledge in their field. So you get the uh, you get the a little bit of uh, knowledge is dangerous uh, idea, uh-huh. and and it's where somebody who's a novice in whatever you're talking about, computers, uh, you know, uh, veterinary stuff, uh, it doesn't matter. They think they're they're an expert and they have some expertise to share. Uh, the other side of the, this effect is that an expert uh, might not be aware of their expertise, their level of knowledge of the subject that they're an expert in. Uh, so it's an interesting cognitive bias. And where I think we see it in, in as opposed to the, uh, the firearms world, I think we see it in everything we do every day. Uh, but in the firearms world, you see it in the guy who recommends you go buy you know, fill in the blank because his daddy had one. It was the best gun he ever bought as opposed to something mm-hmm. that actually would fit their hand. Uh, get the little lady a thirty-eight special. That's a woman's purse gun. That's what she needs. Right. You know, yeah. you know, that's, that, that's, that's what we see. And that is because of this, this Dunning-Kruger effect, I think, for a large uh, part of the population. Anyways, I see it over and over and over again in the firearms world. Uh, especially with the invention of the great internet where everybody can give you their opinion, even if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it, uh, you know, I've seen it on our own, uh, Facebook pages where somebody will say, you know, spout their opinion and you'll, you'll, you'll dig deeper into it. And it turns out they have no expertise in the field. I see it when arguing, uh, with gun control types. Uh-huh. And when we talk about gun control types, basically you have people that know absolutely nothing about firearms, about gun control, about uh, you know about gun crime, about uh, where crime guns come from, who commits crimes, you know, fill in the blank. And they become an expert, and they become a policymaker, and they want to pass laws to take our guns away, even though they know absolutely nothing about the subject. 
Right. And and you know th- that's where you get the part of the argument where uh, you know you can't fight uh, the Second Amendment isn't for fighting tyranny, and even if it was, you can't fight the United States government. And you're like, you obviously know nothing about this, so just shut up about it. And you realize that this person has no basis. They haven't studied, you know, a rebellion. They have no, they have no history in their mind. And you know, and that's fine if you say, "Hey, I know nothing about the subject," and move on. Right. But or you say, you know, I don't, ha- I don't know much about the subject, but here's what I think. Here's my opinion. You know, you caveat that. But when you come off as an expert, especially when you try to tell me or you what the what we should do with our. Uh, Guns, you know, you're trying to put your personal opinion on me, then, you know, that becomes a thing where now I've got to put up with your cognitive bias, and you know absolutely nothing about the subject. Right. It would it would basically be me marching down to Austin and demanding the state legislator change the uh, vaccination laws for our children to something else because I read. Uh, you know, uh, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, I read Jenny McCarthy's article. I saw Jenny McCarthy on Oprah, and I I thought she was. You watch Oprah? Yeah, doesn't everybody? I watch her channel twenty four seven. The O network. The O network twenty four seven. The O channel. It's streaming right (laughs) now. In in I I got a port in the back of my head. Can you see that? Yeah, barely. Yeah. Uh. Anyways. Yeah. Uh. Hold on. Okay. It's it's funny. It's this. It's a circle. (laughs) It's like it's just an O in her name. It is. Yeah. No, but uh, I always wondered what that O was tattooed behind your left ear. (laughs) What is that? People think it's for something else. It's just for the O network. Yep, my favorite network. Anyways, uh, Dunning Kruger effect. uh, I'll write a little article on it. But think of that when somebody starts spouting off something as an expert and they have no expertise in the field. Uh, There's a reason for that. There's a and maybe maybe you can even accuse them of such a thing because they probably don't know what it is if they're not an expert in their field and they're spouting off as if they were an expert. And uh, and if you are an expert, you know, I'd like to hear some feedback on this one. If you are an expert in your field and you feel like uh, you're not, if you ever if you've ever had the 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 opposite side of this as an expert in your field and you didn't feel confident in your expertise. Uh, then, then let us know because I'd like to hear about somebody who who sees the other side of that because I don't see the other side of that a lot. You wouldn't know. Uh, usually, you know if a guy's an expert or something. You know the car guy in your office who you can go ask you know car questions about. You know you know yeah, he's but, an expert. Okay, so I, I had to look this up and and the Dunning Kruger effect. Uh, it appears. So correct me if I'm wrong. Huh? Uh huh. Is it appears to be something relating to somebody that really has absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Well, yeah, that's what because I'm saying. They're a novice I, in whatever you're talking about, yet they're, but yet they're started, spouting their expert opinion. Because I started wondering what actually makes somebody an expert. Who says that I'm not an expert at whatever I'm using or whatever I'm doing? I would say that. You're not. You know, and oh, wait. It, no, yeah, that you're would, not asking me. That would depend. That was hypothetical. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, that's why I wanted to look it up. And yeah. it, it really, it says someone that is unskilled individuals who suffer from illusionary, illusor, illusi- illusions, illusionary, 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 no, illusory superiority. See? I don't even know how to say that word. That's yeah. an awesome word. Basically mistaking their and assessing their ability to be much higher than it actually is. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's just trying to explain the reason there's illusory a, in superiority. A, illusory yeah. superiority. No wonder my see. And I wanted to read that yeah. as illusionary. But, this is why I'm not yeah. an expert. Hey, maybe <laughs> my hey hey get this. You want to wrap your brain around this? Maybe my attributing these gun store commando types to the Dunning Kruger effect is me with because I'm obviously not an expert in psychology and human behavior, right? But maybe this is me succumbing to the same effect, and they're not doing anything close to the Dunning-Kruger effect, but I'm accusing them of it because I read this article on it. Yeah, I had an interesting conversation with someone the other day, and we were having a conversation about, she asked me, why do men get so frustrated or always say that something that they have is the best? And as I started to think about it, I really started trying to go into, all right, and I started thinking about my wife. My wife does makeup. Does she ever sit there and just say, oh, you use Maybelline? Yeah. I can't believe you use that. That's disgusting stuff. But yet men will sit across from the table right. or right next to each other and say, you drive a Chevy? Yep. You just, that's, that's terrible. How, how terrible. Uh, I think You shoot a 1911 yeah. instead of a Glock? Yes. I can't believe you. Yes. And we do it here for fun. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. you know we, I always say uh, there are expert opinions on things. Now, you don't have to follow them. What may be the best for an expert or the best for a police department or the best for an army or the best for someone, it may not be the best for you, or it may not matter, you know, especially if we're talking about, you know, uh, personal choice and firearm. Hey, you know what the best firearm is? The one you actually carry, the one you right. actually have. That's the best firearm. Well, what, what I'm yeah. trying to go with that, though, is that it is really interesting because if someone has a strong bias towards something, right. then they're more willing to defend it, yes. even if their lack of knowledge yeah. of said gun or car yes. or whatever. I, I, to me, that that that's where this. That's a just as good as. That's where you get the my well, well, blank is just as good as yeah, the I think expensive you, one. You were talking about yeah. the the gun show commandos and yes. gun store commandos and yeah. stuff. I think that's what started making me think about mm -hmm. that is they have this passion and so they're willing to to go out on a limb yeah. and make stuff up almost to mm -hmm. try to defend that and that. Mm -hmm. To, is that? I mean, to me, that sounds like the Dunning Kruger effect. It it it's probably part of that. I mean, that may be more of a uh, uh, what do you call specific? That? Yeah, like I, I think that may be people want to justify their own yeah their, their yeah, own, yeah their own choices as human beings, and that's one problem we have as humans. We for some reason in our society, uh, once you get to a certain age, you make a choice, and then you go try to find information to back up your choice you know, we, I, we no longer process yeah. the information and then make a choice and i don't know why we do that i'm sure some psychologists can come and tell me i'm completely wrong you know because of the dunning kruger effect but uh <laughs> well i'm glad that i asked you that question and maybe i helped somebody else out there who might have misunderstood it because as you were explaining it that way your original example yeah. made total sense yeah now. yeah I, I mean it's it's like Going into a pharmacy and going behind the counter and just saying, "Well, this is what we should be doing," and yes. putting this together, and it's like, "But, but you change oil." Yeah, exactly. You yeah. work. You work in the oil yeah, department. You're not in the yeah. pharmacy department. Right. No. Well, ta Tom told me to come yeah. over here and fill prescriptions. Now, don't get me wrong. I want. I, as a non-expert in a field, will do as much. Uh, digging and studying as I can if I want to know more about the field and if I want to be better informed 
as as you know to to uh, refute an expert's opinion. Does that make sense? If an expert tells me one thing, but I don't like it, I go look for a reason why I don't like it. It may be I'm just wrong, right? Right. And it sometimes may be common sense tells you right. Yeah, some sometimes common sense is wrong. <laughs> sometimes your common sense is, is is biased. But you know, if you go look look into something, you see ah, maybe this is why that's wrong. Maybe the expert didn't understand my particular application. That's why I want you as listeners to not take our word as as you know, um, our word isn't the final say. So we want you to go make your own opinions and, uh, and discover. Uh, and check our information, you know, check and see if, if we're right about, you know, the things we talk about, about, you know, all calibers being equal, you know, as long as you have a good bullet, go look it up, go see if another expert says the same things we do, you know, uh, you know, if we, you know, how about how great the Glock is, Hey, you know, go, go check on it, go see if other places like that, the Glock is, uh, you know, one of the greatest handguns ever made. You guys don't get to see the, the private messages that we, we receive and we send and, Sometimes we get called out on things. Sure. And we yeah. will have discussions with people about it. And, yeah, and sometimes wrong, we're just right? like, you know what? That's a really valid point. Like, yeah, we never I've, thought yeah. about that before. Or that's something to think about. Now, yeah, I won't say I've ever had my mind changed. I, I've been called out where I was just wrong. I was just yeah. misspoken on something. And I use, I will admit to that. You know, we're human, we make mistakes. Uh, but, but I have been Usually able to Usually I go in and. And admit it for you. Yes. And say, yes. Oh, yeah. You're right behind. This, the following information is incorrect. Yeah. (laughs) Scott Fuller apologizes to the fullest extent of apology. The following opinions are not of the Gun Show podcast. At which we have officially marked down that Scott will lose 30 minutes of sleep over this tonight. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, hey, I just want everyone to understand. Hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to our expertise. And, uh, hey, if some of you have taken some of our uh, advice, our expert advice, and applied it successfully, let us know about it. Come to our Facebook.com slash gun show podcast. Leave us a message. Post on our wall. It's got a wall still, right? Yep. They didn't change that. Okay. You can tweet us at the gun show podcast. You can go on our Instagram thing. Uh, if you go to the gun show podcast.com, uh, you'll see all the Instagram clicky things. You'll see and, everything at the and bottom. And there's a blog there with a lot of yeah. words. And I've been trying to put pictures with the words because I know we like pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, we're recording this on Veterans Day. Yes, so I'd are. like to say thank you to all the veterans. So technology is finding its way into firearm safety no matter how you try to stop I, it or don't want to believe that it's yes, happening. But it yes. is coming. Oh, and it's being pushed as as part of the uh, the um, the left gun grabber type uh, agenda for anti gun stuff or quote unquote gun safety. Yeah, because it's all about safety. People, uh, smart guns are going to be in the news, and uh, I guess they've got a new product here that that kind of is a retrofit to make almost any gun kind of a kind yeah, of a smart gun. Pretty much any gun that has a Picatinny rail. Yeah. You can attach this device uh, called the Guardian yeah. Guardian Firearm Safety Device. It's Guardian Firearm um, Safety Device. By a company called Verify LLC based out of San Antonio, Texas. And this goes on handguns mm-hmm. on the accessory rail, basically yes. the light rail where you put beams or your light. Yeah. And, and, and what you do is 
where you would normally like like uh, on a Serpa holster where you have yeah. the finger release yeah. to unlock the yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. There's a biometric sensor there okay. that you put your finger on, uh-huh. and I guess this thing is spring loaded. And once you do that, it slides yeah. back. Yeah. And when it slides back, it exposes. The oh, exposes the trigger. So it's basically right. a trigger safety. Yes. So this is a trigger safety that's got a, a biometric fingerprint reading device yes. on it that yes. spring, springs out of the way once you touch it with your finger. Right. Okay. So what I found interesting is that we've been seeing a lot of these on your home vault, mm-hmm. your vault safe yes. or yes. a gun vault. Yes. Uh, but this is actually, the, from my understanding, the first application that mm-hmm. goes directly onto a firearm. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen one. Yeah, no, I think you're I, right. I think, I think it is. I mean, it's commercially available or yeah. going to be commercially available. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a Kickstarter, is it? No, their, oh, their release okay. date is actually November 16th. That's now, like when this podcast comes yeah, out. Yeah, and what right I find after. really interesting is that, uh, just like the writer of this article, uh, the pricing that is out there is that it's, it's going to be $299 yeah. for this device. Okay. Um, okay. if you purchase it before November 16th, it'll be $199. Oh, so it's almost like a Kickstarter pre-sales thing. So right. So you get a better deal on it. Yeah. If you pre-order. But yeah. okay. you can reserve for 159 uh-huh. Now uh-huh. I guess that reserve just means, Hey, you're going to hold one for me and I'm going to pay the, either the 199 or the 299 I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's a little right. bit confusing. All right. Two things. Well, let me read this from, oh, let yeah. me read Go this ahead. from their website. Yeah. So this is what their website says. It is a safety device that attaches to the trigger guard of your handgun via a custom adapter. Guardian preserves the readiness of your handgun while reliably increasing safety. A revelation in a world where a gun owner's choices are render the handgun you own for protection unusable or inaccessible or perhaps worse, do nothing at all. So that's that's directly from their website. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, you I, know what? To, I like the idea of this device. I don't have a problem with it as a safety device. I wouldn't carry it around with this on there. It does have a manual override. But I could see... So for anybody that really wants to truly battery argue, dead, yeah. the battery goes dead, okay. something like that... I'm not pushing yeah. for this. I'm just saying like this it. is an option for some 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 people out there might really yeah. like it, like you do. I I like the idea of it. I'd have to see the execution, you know, to 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 weigh my final. Uh, I want to uh, see something that's coming out in five days from the day we're recording this. Yes. That's not just a computer ger- generated image. Well, yeah, I'd like to see more pictures and things like that. Now, here's the thing. Okay, two things. Gun safes, the, the, the gun fingerprint safes and the other doodads and doohickeys we've seen. Now, granted, none of them are at this price point that I've seen. Uh, but yeah, there's they're, a few they're, that are at this price point. $300? Yeah, but they're all, they're not, they're not real good. Have you ever messed with them? You ever played with them? They, it's not like they don't work. It's just that they don't work every time. Or you know your finger gets sweaty or something happens and the and it doesn't work. Okay, so or, you're you're talking about I'm talking about you know the inexpensive uh, quick access biometric safe. Yeah, but you're talking about an issue yeah. that is kind of this this is Here's, kind of in its infancy. Yeah, no, no, no. Here's the other side of that coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's where I was going. You, you beat me to it. But uh, my iPhone, my iPhone has a button unlock on it right. where, where I put my finger on it. I just did it and it yeah. unlocked it. Right. Works great. Works fantastic. You put another finger on there, it doesn't work. I, I've never heard, you know, I'm sure there's people that can put their finger on this and make this work too, but I've never seen where somebody's been able to do that. So this technology works. 
on my phone. And it probably works on some of the higher end phones, but but we're talking expensive. This is a six hundred dollar gadget, you know what right. I mean? And this is so That's I want to know from a company that has yeah. spent a lot of money a lot of R&D and probably money. spent yeah. millions of dollars yes. buying a company who yes. has spent millions yes. of dollars investing exactly. in that company doesn't ha- maybe have that yes. five million dollars laying around where they can just go acquire yeah. a biometric yeah. reading company the other parts of this is how many fingerprints can you record into it if your finger is damaged hurt or something yeah, else see, that's that's one of the things that i, you, I it's don't. inaccessible if you're wearing gloves and you need to grab your gun you have to take off your gloves you don't keep your trigger finger glove like uh, to cut out on yeah, all, you don't of do my, that? all of my gloves no I'm i just sorry, wear I those don't. like biker like like oh, 1980s driver's gloves workout gloves 1980s yeah, that's workout what gloves. I do. that's all you wear ever the string back yeah. and, the, and the fingers yeah. cut out. I need yeah. full dexterity. You're wearing them now, which is kind of weird because you're not wearing a shirt. But, hey, you know, it's all part <laughs> of the got my gold chain on, though. It's all <laughs> part of the podcast, man. You say you're getting, you're getting your podcast gear and this is what you put on. Yeah, and that's why we don't have video yet. That's why. Hopefully, though, we will at some point be moving into a, a, a better space and we can actually set a camera up and just Ooh, record that us. That would be cool. We that would be fun. That. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Put it on the uh, the internet. Yep. People like we that will, internet, man. We will I be, think it's going to stick around. Well, we will be starting to put all of our podcasts on our YouTube channel, too. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. a good idea. So we're going to start doing that. We're going to backlog like right all now? of them. Like, can I go look right now? Not yet. Can you pause? Oh. Oh, well, maybe by the time this is out, we'll have a few of them up. Oh, but I can't watch it right now while we're podcasting. I don't recommend it. Okay. You already have the Oprah show going on. The last thing you can do is deal with another <laughs> interruption. What, do you, what are your final thoughts on this? I like the idea of it. Like I said, I want to hold off till I see the execution of it, and I want to see an actual you know, picture of the damn thing. Uh, yeah. I'd like to know... It's it's an expensive lock. Yes. If you if you just picture it as a trigger lock, which is what it is, it's a fancy trigger lock, but it's just a trigger lock, right? It's expensive. Um, I'd like to see seventy five percent of the cost of a Glock works, yeah, or more, yeah, depending on if you get to use one or not. And see, it only works on Picatinny rails. And you can, from my understanding, that's my understanding. Now, that's just because there's limited information on this, which kind of makes me wonder if it's just vapor. Could be, you know, like yeah, we'll never see it. Yeah, it could be. But I mean, it's just it's so weird to give such a short date. You know, this article was written two days ago, and then it's supposed to come out seven days after the article's written. That's kind of the the weird thing. But it is in San Antonio, so maybe we should. Pay them a visit. We should go down there and see if they've got a guardian handy for my Glock. And then you can pretend to try to get at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Speaking of people pretending to try to get in guns, there is a company. I want to talk about uh, training, local training. Right. And I want to make sure that our listeners out there know that there is good training and there is bad training. There there really is. Now... Oh, I know where you're going with this. There is a company that there's their videos went viral on I the internet. I know where you're going with this. And they're pointing, I assume, unloaded guns at their students. I, I didn't watch the videos because it was terrible, but I saw the stills, and I saw how terrible they were. And this instructor has students pointing guns at each other, yes, students pointing guns at the instructor. And I'm not talking blue guns. I'm not talking guns with the little fancy, cool yellow barrels. I'm talking their guns. Oh, yeah. Which 
I, I would hope and pray they're unloaded, but uh, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't follow the, the whole sequence of events on the internet. Um, so I, I just want, <laughs> and, and I just want to make sure that our listeners are smart enough oh, to I stay the away whole video. from the instructors. Oh, there was more than one video. Oh, yeah, but I watched, I watched a yeah, few of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I don't want to call right. this this company out, but I want to say that if if a company is is violating the four rooms of firearm safety, and I am I am the one of the first people to say that there are there are ways to bend the four rooms of firearm safety. And now now it's called I, dog I, and pony show. I want though. to caveat that with with the four rules of firearm safety are absolute for a reason, and if an instructor is violating them. And you're not in a tier one, you know, scenario where you're practicing clearing with some seals and some CIA ops guys. Then you probably need a new instructor. Uh, that's that's all I'm saying. Uh, so please, uh, it's your hard-earned money. <laughs> Spend it wisely. Uh, if uh, if you have a question about, I am not in the training world but we have contacts in the training world if you have questions about a certain trainer a company in your area that you're you're thinking about using shoot us a message right. send us an email we will vet it through our the people we know and if they you know if they've heard of them which uh, they probably have if they're reputable uh reputable Reputable. Reputable. I said that wrong. That yeah, was weird. Reputable. It came out odd. Anyways. That wasn't even a weird word like mine. If they're good, <laughs> if they're good to go, we'll let you know uh, if we've heard something about it. So I, I just wanted to put that out there as a PSA. That's public safety announcement. I didn't know if you knew. So, just- so a few months back, US SOCOM came out with a safety message about its EOTEX. And the safety message basically was hey, in the right temperature shifts, EOTEX will uh, move off uh, their point of aim, point of impact, shift, basically, uh, their zero, uh, like five MOA. Wow. Yeah. And not like go back, not get hot, you know, go off five MOA, cool back down, go back to where it was. No, I'm talking just randomly shift in one direction or the other. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. So... uh, yeah, there was a safety message from uh, U.S. SOCOM uh, about it with an infographic and all sorts of cool stuff. And then uh, a, a little earlier this month, I want to say, Elite Defense, who we probably never heard of because they're not big on domestic sales and not a lot of people buy from them. They're not they're not a big player in the in the retail marketplace, but evidently they're a huge deal when it comes to military acquisitions they're like ads inc which if you've ever been around the military industry ads who most people never heard of because they don't do retail they're a massive massive company when it comes to supplying the uh the 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 military and this is another version of that they're they're kind of the same uh but the surprise was they've cut all ties as a dealer for so, L3. But they're a rather EOTech. large company, though. Yeah. They're a not large, like yeah. a little mom no, and pop no, no, shop no, no, that's no, just no, like, no, hey, no, everybody. No, no, no. We're, we're talking, we're talking, you know, uh, millions of dollars in sales, if not more. I, I might be wrong on the, uh, the this company, but ADS is in the billions. I'm sure we've never heard of them. Um, most people haven't heard of them, I should say. But uh, yeah, so. Like we've always said here on the Gun Show podcast, EOTechs 
are overpriced because they're not they're just not ready for prime time. They are not up to the use of a high-end optic. There are other options available and the other option is aim point. Buy an aim point, people. They're they're $400 on sale. This Black Friday you probably get them for $396. The, the battery life is measured in years as opposed to days. Basically, while your EOTech is off getting serviced by L3 for changing its point of impact and you get it back and then you got to swap out the batteries again because they died while they were in route, you, you're still in the same battery in your aim point. Right. Yeah. So, now, this doesn't mean that EOTech is never going to get there or they can't get there. I don't know what's going on at EOTech. I, I don't understand why EOTech can't get the battery technology to where Aimpoint is. There's something fundamentally different in their designs mm-hmm. that keeps that from happening, one. Or two, or some kind they of don't patent, care. Or some kind of patent That's that true. won't let That's them true. I didn't think about that. Get to that that ACET technology, A-C-E-T technology that Aimpoint uses, that might be patented where yeah. EOTech just can't. Can't infringe on it And no point. one else has come close now except for, and I haven't seen any testing on this, so we need to get our hands on one, uh, Leatherwood, of all people, claims that their newest red dot that we saw at SHOT Show, uh, the name escapes me right now, but uh, you can go on their website and check it out. Their newest red dot has a five-year battery life. And if that's true, maybe somebody's cracked the code, but evidently L3 hasn't. You know, And uh, we're, we're kind of stuck with uh, people like their reticle. I keep hearing that. I keep hearing... People like the reticle and the EOTech. And I'm like, that's fine. You can like the reticle. And just be cognizant that the optic is not ready for prime time. It's not a high-end optic. You can't trust your life to it. Well, I want to know why it took so long to, to come for this to come out. I don't understand this. There has been I mean, a thread if, on if a... If this is so yeah. major, why is it taking so long for it to get to this point? I don't know. I went and looked up. I'm part of a, uh, uh, a forum of mostly military types, right, who started a thread five years ago that said the thread title was EOTech Sucks. Okay. <laughs> and it was everybody's experience. To the point. With how bad EOTech was and the problems they were having with it. And that was back in the time, I don't know if you remember, they issued a massive recall for all the 512 series because they were beating themselves to death with the batteries. I think we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, EOTech's been bad for a long time, and everybody's known that. Now, here is the difference between you and I having an EOTech and U.S. SOCOM having an EOTech, right? I get my gun off the rack. I go to the range. I start training. The EOTech goes off. I put new batteries in it. It doesn't come back on, right? I go back to the armor. He goes, oh, it must have broke. He takes it off. He throws it in the trash. He puts a new one on. I go back out. No harm, no foul. If it breaks during a firefight, I flip up my my uh, backup iron sight. I finish the firefight. I take it to the armor. I go, this stupid thing went down again. He throws it in the trash, put a new one on there. I go down the road. So it's not that big a deal for a giant company to have an optic that fails at a high rate. It, now, it is if it fails on you in the middle of a firefight in an important moment, yes. But, you know, that's what backup iron sights are for. It's not a deal killer, you know. But... If you and I have an EOTech that we spent three to seven hundred dollars on, and we go to the range and we shoot it, 
and it turns off and we put the batteries in and it doesn't come back on. Now it's a thing. Now we got to send it to EOTech. Right. Hopefully it's under warranty. It your money. And that, they'll fix it. Yeah. Spent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're shipping it back and forth and blah, blah, blah. And that man had him fix the problem. That's, that, that's a big deal, especially when you're talking an optic at this price. And that's why I've always said, skip the EOTech, man. Either get something inexpensive like uh, the Burris TRS-25. Right. Or, you know, the equivalent, you know, SIG's got some the red dots like that. Uh, Vortex has some nice red dots. You get something in relatively inexpensive, $200 maybe max price range that you like, whatever you like, man. <clears throat> or just move up to the aim point. Yeah, and I'm looking at this uh, from the soldier, soldiersystems.net. Yeah. And it looks like they've got five uh, models listed here that I guess are of the main concern. Uh, but just from looking at them, I, I can guarantee you two for sure are very yeah. popular in the civilian well world. and some of them are i think the grenade launching sites on there isn't it on the infographic yeah yeah the grenade launching sites on there and the uh the peck uh what does it say the su 253 no one of these is i can't remember the numbers and uh the other one's for like a machine gun so it, it may not be all of them that are causing the issue but it's still yeah. more than you want to. And I, I, continuing to read this here from Soldier Systems, they have uh, where they're talking about minus 40 degrees yeah. and I guess over 122 degrees Fahrenheit. Right. Is which, is, again, so. which, which seems like it's extreme, right? Well, uh, not if you leave your gun in the trunk. Yeah, oh, yeah. your gun in the trunk. Not, yeah, if you get yeah, your. Because part your, of the car is always in the trunk. Part of the car, you leave your. What did I say? You car said in the car trunk? in the trunk. I you mean like that. the carbine? Wow. Yeah, the yeah, car. That's I what meant, you meant. I meant car meant, 15. You meant carbine. I don't even have to go no, in and fix that. I didn't mean that. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, but if you leave it sitting in the sun, yes. how many times have you gone over to pick up your, your yeah. rifle and, and. It's hot to the touch. And you're like, oh, Texas, I need my gloves. One degree. Yeah, I need my gloves with the trigger finger cut out to pick this and, up. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, those aren't extreme temperatures. I know the high end's not extreme for Texas. And that low end's not extreme for up north. If you live up north and you got a cruiser and the gun stays in the oh, trunk, yeah, or the gun is in the cruiser overnight, 40, below, 40 degrees isn't it. That's, that's not a lot. That's not a lot. Wait, is 40 or below? 40 degrees below no, zero. 40 degrees below zero. Oh, no, that's cold. Yeah. That's stupid cold. That's why I was... But yeah, I that's mean, ridiculous. That's why that's, I was that's, really that's, drawing out to the 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, I'm against that. I'm against the 40 degrees it's below zero. It's noted a plus or minus four MOA shift at negative 40 degrees and 122 degree Fahrenheit. So it just randomly shifts if it gets hot enough or cold enough, so. basically. And That's terrible. This is a, now I'm reading directly from their article now. And second is the concern over the claim by EOTech that their HWS are parallax-free, which was the subject of the previous safety of-use message from the same office issued the 16th of March 2015. In this case, they noted that between 4 and 6 MOA parallax error, depending on temperature conditions, despite the PMO working with EOTech to rectify the issues, they still have not been resolved. So this wasn't even the first blast. This wasn't, oh, we found a problem with this. We're sending out the safety message. So it started with the They've parallax. They've been working yeah. with PEO to try to fix it. But still, it. we've been in a war since uh, for 15 years yeah. now, and... A lot of our soldiers have been using these optics. So why did it take 15 years to realize that 120... People that have been deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan, especially Iraq, are going to 
tell you that a 122 degree day was probably yeah, that's, nice. That's like the more yeah. That's you a know? nice. That's a nice nice cool day. So yeah. how many lives have been endangered and how many shots have been missed because there was a shift? Yeah, I I, I it's one. That's how the machine works. I wish it didn't. You're right. It's it's absolutely unconscionable that that this hasn't been fixed quicker if it's an issue or discovered quicker or whatever the problem is. Like you said, if it is a true issue that is is across all of them. Or does this only affect a small percentage of... See, this is where you have to start getting... That may be the other part. This is where you have to start getting really nitpicky about this because is this the motherboard that's manufactured in New Hampshire versus the one that's manufactured in Maine and is it this is only 2% out of the you know the other 98% so that's the question and I think that may be why this wasn't discovered sooner these aren't mass issued weapon sites they're they're issued a lot especially the SOCOM types but Big Army issues the aim point so they don't issue this and you may not see a problem yeah that's true yeah, and that may be why it took so long. But a in the smaller civi- group yeah, of people. Yeah, and I guess in the civilian market, you know, probably more often than not, if it happened to somebody in the civilian market, they just went, oh, that's weird, and went back to the range, exactly. recited it in, exactly. and moved on with their day. I had a sniper rifle that jumped for MOA overnight. Now, here's the issue. Overnight, it was cleaned, put in a trunk of a car, taken out of the trunk of the car, driven to the range, driven back. Used to kill a raccoon. It could have been bumped. It could have been dropped. It could have been something I did. I don't blame the optic for that 4MOA shift. So when it does that, the tendency isn't to immediately blame the optic and say, this thing just jumped 4MOA. Well, and the tendency is not to blame the the optic if you readjust it and it stays like that again for the next two years or three years and you don't have any other issues with it. Exactly. But but overall, I still stand by my statement. Don't do EOTech. Go to the aim point or stay with the cheaper Chinese red dot. Right. I mean, yeah, we we talk about primary arms, which I guess now is uh, hollow sight. They're one in the same. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, hollow I, sun. You mean hollow sun? Hollow sun. Hollow I think sun. they're coming hollow from the sun. same manufacturer. Factory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But honestly, I looked into it once, and I think there's only one or two factories that put out the cheap Chinese red dots. Oh yeah, I, I think. Lo- yeah. I think so. I looked at some of the boards, like the Sig board and the Primary Arms board, and there was another. There was another brand, Sun Optics or somebody. Right. Had the same. Uh, little board chip device underneath the battery you know underneath the battery cover i mean all three of them across the line right so yeah so essentially what it turns into is who has the best customer service and yeah. is willing to work with me yeah. until i get one that works yep. without issue so call primary arms that's easy yeah they have they have absolutely top-notch customer service and they're a great company to work with and and the, i've had a i've had one the for red seven, dots are great i've had one for seven years I, it was the same uh, one that you guys stuck on that M240. Oh, the one with the machine gun? That yeah. worked really well. <laughs> it still holds pretty a zero. Awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've had one for quite a long time also, and uh, I would swear by it as, as far as a cheap uh, Chinese red dot. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about here is we always talk about misunderstanding numbers or people using numbers to their own advantage. Um, the U, uh, U.S. Law Shield, which I guess used to be known as Texas Law Shield, oh, they have uh, branched oh. out now um, and are now known as U.S. Law Shield. Oh, cool. uh, they they put out a really interesting article, um, and they titled "The Average Gun Owner Now Owns Eight Guns, Double What It Used to Be." 
So they there's an infographic here that uh, shows 4.1 guns in average household in 1994 of a gun owner, and now in 2013 it is 8.1. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, U.S. Law Shield is kind of trying to debunk somebody else's article. Uh, the Washington Post. Ah, the Washington Post. Yeah, Washington, Washington Post did an article. Washington Post wonk blog yeah. item. That purports to calculate yeah. actually the author makes estimates okay. from estimates. Now here's the insanity. And, and I wanna, I gotta start, we gotta back it up a little and start in the back, but here's the insanity. The narrative of the gun grabbers is that gun ownership in America is dropping off. That's the narrative. Yeah, that less people. Let, fewer and fewer people are buying guns right. and fewer and fewer guns. Are, that's why there's so much yeah. trouble. That's why Walmart's not selling guns, blah, as, blah, blah. As more okay. people become of yes. age to buy guns, less of those people are buying guns. That's what they say. Okay, and that's where I, yeah. That's the narrative. Exactly. The problem is, the problem is, the first thing that you and I and the NSSF and the NRA can do is point to 20 million gun sales a year. 20 million NICS checks, which doesn't necessarily equate to a gun sale, but hey, we're calling it. We're calling it that it does. So, uh, twenty million firearms a year are going through a next check. Uh, so, where are those guns going? If gun ownership is dropping off, and we have record numbers of next checks month after month after month, right? Then where are all the guns going? Ah, the Washington Post is claiming that it's all the same gun owners just buying more guns. They say that gun ownership. Averages have gone from four point something percent 4. in the nineties, yeah, to eight point four, eight point one, eight point one, yeah, eight point one. Like uh, in, in anyways, in twenty fourteen or whatever it was. Uh, so that's what the Washington Post yeah, is saying. Eight point one yeah. on their infographic. Now, which isn't even really double if you do the math, yeah. because it would be eight point two. Yeah, everybody knows that. it's simple maths. Is it really 8.2? It would be 8.2 if the 4.1 sure? 4. 4. was 1 in 1990. 8.2? Yeah. Hold on, let me check. Multiplication. But you know what? If you put but, me into this household, uh-huh. in 1994, I was only 10 years old, so I owned How many guns zero own? guns. Oh. So if you take oh, zero... Oh, to, to double zero... Yeah, yeah is a multiplication, which is zero times four. two, which actually comes out to zero, which so that is false. So you have zero guns. But that would be false. No, I'm looking at you. Well, you got one on your shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I'm here for—the fight. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so uh, so yeah, that's the narrative, and the Washington Post is trying to justify the 20 million guns sold a year and the record number of guns sold and the record number of next checks by saying that the same people are just buying more guns. Well, we all know that's not true. We all absolutely know that that's the most ridiculous thing we've ever heard in our lives. There, I am sure that the Washington Post is right. I'm sure it's increasing. Uh, I'm sure, hey, it may even be an average of 8.1 guns each for all the little slackers out there with only you know a handful of guns. I don't know. Who owns eight guns? That's ridiculous. And then you at least double that just to outfit your family. I mean, well, you got to have a shotgun <clears throat> and a 22 and a carry gun and a duty gun. And you got to have a hunting By rifle. By definition, that's an arsenal. And... Oh, in California, that's like a felony. Did you know I was listening to the radio today, and uh, they actually said that California has more NICS checks than Texas? California, Florida, and Texas. That's where all the guns are being sold. Actually, I think it was Kentucky 
that oh, yeah, had Kentucky. A, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was actually number one. Yeah, if you, okay, per, so per capita. Yeah. Per capita yes, of, yes. Actu- of of available or of age gun buyers. Yes. I think that that was because that was one of the things yes, that you had yes, to yes, take yes, into yes, account yes. was you're 17, you can't buy a long gun right. even. But when you turn 18 in most of those states, you, you can, can look buy, at purchasing yep. a long gun. Yep. So Kentucky, yep. then California, then Texas. Right. And probably Florida is right behind them. Which is but if you vi- keep playing with the numbers, and all of a sudden Texas is first in California, yeah. it just depends yeah. on how what you want to eliminate yeah. or what you want to count. Yeah, it, it, that, and that's where all the guns are. But sold, regardless, California. Yep, California is full it's of gun people. Very big. For some reason, they don't vote. That the the down in Sacramento, they're banning things and talking about bullet buttons, whereas the rest of the state is buying guns. Explain that to me. Do you gun owners in California not vote? Maybe the Post got it right. Yeah. Because maybe in California, <laughs> everybody's. Doubled. It's the same 12 guys yeah. going and buying all yeah, the guns. It's like the same one. Putting them in the 10 day waiting period. They think about how bad you have to want a gun to live in California and go buy a gun. I've said this before, but I knew California Highway Patrol yeah. that lived outside of California. Yeah. They would drive into California sure. to go to their station to start work, but they would live outside of California just so that they would be able to they own guns. You can't even imagine the guns and the taxes. It's yeah. got to be insane out there, right? Know. 50% probably tax rate for the poor schlubs, and they can't have any cool guns. Or they got to have a bullet button. Or you got to break the law. Well, we don't Which recommend. no one recommends. We never recommend breaking the law no. here on the Good Show Podcast. But that's what I'm saying. You're saying those are the only ways. That's, and it, that's, yeah. that's basically Why do you think yeah. some of the criminals would have, quote-unquote, cool guns? Yeah. Because they broke the law. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't believe that. I believe that gun ownership is climbing. We know gun sales are climbing exponentially. Right. Without a doubt. So I am going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say that gun ownership is climbing. You see anybody that goes out and talks about the elections or yes. talks about the last gun yes. scare, they went out and bought a twenty two. Oh, they may not have bought yeah. a nine millimeter, they may not have bought sure. a thirty out six or a three oh eight, but yeah. they bought a twenty two. Exactly. They did. And they like I've never owned a gun before, but I wanted to make sure I owned a gun. I there's Oh, here's the question. Is that gonna happen again? When Hillary gets nominated, is that gonna happen again? Because uh, we talked about it on this podcast. We didn't know if Hillary was coming, we didn't know what was gonna happen. It yeah. looks like from where I'm sitting today on Veterans Day. Oh, it, we talked about this, but I killed your. It looks like <laughs> I killed the Hillary's podcast. coming. Yeah, it looks like Hillary's going to be here. Now, I'm not saying we should all go hoard 22 because there's none to be had. Yeah. Still, she's at least going to be put on the ticket. Yeah, there's just no way. It, that's how it looks today. That's what it Something does. could happen tomorrow. You know, because you know the whole Benghazi thing and the media release the emails. The media's oh, wait. really looking into the. Yeah, that's not going to. <laughs> They're too busy chasing after nonsense from the other side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't fit the narrative, the, the gun ownership thing. And I'm sorry. Uh, the gun ownership is skyrocketing. Hey, skyrocketing, skyrocketing. Yeah. Gun ownership is skyrocketing. And no, uh, no, uh, <laughs> just no. But here's the thing. I am, I am, I am waiting. And I am, I am anticipating and I am, I am hoping for and I can't wait for the day that gun ownership becomes normalized, that it becomes a, an okay thing that, 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 and this open carry stuff helps. It really does. I'm yeah. against open carry as a personal thing, but I want the right to open carry and 
I want to normalize firearms. I don't right. want somebody to see a gun and go, oh, my God, that's a gun. Yeah. I don't want that to ever happen. Or is that guy carrying a gun? Right. Is he a cop? Right. He better be a cop. You know, I, I, I don't want that thought to be in anyone's head. I want, oh, it's a gun. Okay. It's just like if it's a fire extinguisher or a baseball bat or right. a knife or a car or a, a helicopter or a, a cell phone. People have to start getting used to things. Yeah. We need to normalize gun ownership. And I think that's what we need to work better at as gun owners. I'm going to, I'm going to bring this around a little bit. Okay. But I think we sometimes, don't do a good job of being uh, uh, ambassadors mm-hmm. for gun ownership. I think sometimes we don't do a good job. We 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 are snobs about whatever caliber we like, and we make fun of somebody uh, who has a different gun that we think is stupid. And instead of being ambassadors for the gun, we make fun of their high point or their uh, P two fifty or their nine millimeter or whatever. Instead of right. being and and I know we do that here. I think we do it in good fun, and yeah. I hope that we're still good ambassadors for it. And if we're not, hey, let me know. Let let us know how we come across. Uh, but I think we come across as, as just joking about it and welcoming all. Right. Um, and by the way, just and I want to I want to clarify this. We Scott and I both see the messages that are sent to us. We so do? if you have something oh. specific, or if you want to say something specific to somebody. Is that what this button's for on the Facebook thing? Yeah, the messages. Oh, yeah. me- I thought it was massages. I was yeah, way off. Okay. Way off. No, but if you have something specific, please feel free to message us. Yeah. We, we will respond. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, the other part of being a good ambassador, of course, is we talk about it on this podcast before. Uh, the open carry movement has a tendency to not be good ambassadors, and I think we could do a better job of that as a group overall, and specifically the open carry types and the, uh, you know, uh, you can't have my gun to you probably from a cold dead hands, you know, America guy. Um, and and the guy, you know, the the YouTube videos, we've all seen them, where you hand your wife, the, the your tiny little wife, the biggest freaking gun and they've laugh. ever sold, yeah. and videotape her and laugh when yeah. she pops herself in the head with the back of it. Yeah. You know, I think we could be better ambassadors. Uh, and so I want to entreat you. I want to end on this note. I want to end on a note of entreating you, Mr. Gun Owner. Uh, and there's more of you now, so there should be more of you listening. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you better be. Uh I want you to be an ambassador for guns. Take somebody shooting, show them the fun stuff. You know, don't give them the the the, the titanium J frame with the 125 grain blasters in it. Yeah. You know, show them the fun stuff. Let them shoot the 22 AR, or the 1022, or the or the suppressed 22 pistol. Those are always fun guns. Tell you them know? to go to Facebook.com/slash Gun Show Podcast. Yes. Like us. Go to iTunes and subscribe and start listening and find out that maybe not everybody, as one of the reviewers said, is not an old crabby <laughs> old guy who sits there and thinks his opinion is the only one that matters. Hey, yeah, this is gun culture. Uh, Which the guy was saying he was glad that he listened to us because we didn't have that opinion. <laughs> <laughs>